We're so glad you're tuning in this morning to be with us online, even if we can't be together in person. We don't take canceling our in-person gatherings lightly. We really believe there's great benefit to us being together physically. But when we are absent because of safety reasons, isn't it nice that God's given us the technology to still be able to do the same things in different places. So today, that's what I really believe we're doing, is we're at the same time, in the same way, worshiping in different places. Uh, today's going to be a little bit more interactive. I'm not going to stand here and just preach a sermon to you today. Uh, I don't know if it's really the correct word for this, but I'm just going to call it more of like a house church model <laughs> this morning. I, I want to guide you in what's happening in your home. So if you've got a family, then you should do this with your family. If your kids are in the other room, um, because that's what we used to do <laughs> when we were doing this all the time for COVID, our nursery uh, area, our kids' church area was just the kids' room. Uh, but I would say bring your kids in together this morning with you. And this is something that I think would be great for your family to do, to do together. And if you're, uh, if you live by yourself or if you live with roommates, then, or if you're just in your room by yourself right now, this is something you can do alone as well. It's, it's uh, going to be interactive though. I'm going to ask you to participate whether you're with your family or whether you're by yourself this morning. Well, I'm actually delivering this to you on a Saturday night. So there's a lot that I don't know. I'm thinking that by the time that this is getting to you, who knows, the power in your house might be out and that you're watching this on what's left of the battery on your cell phone. Or it's possible that the roads are perfectly clear and we're like, why didn't we have <laughs> church today? It's, it's just the way it is all the time, isn't it? With uh, winter in our area. But however it is, I'm so grateful that you're setting aside the time to join in and participate today. All right, well, I would like to begin our time in prayer. And it might sometimes feel like when someone's praying over the TV that, you know, it's like that was pre-recorded. It's not in the moment. Does God count those prayers? I, I don't know how God uh, registers <laughs> recorded prayers, but I know that right now I'm praying genuinely over you and for you. And I would love for you to be praying with me, that you're not just listening in, but you're also praying alongside of me. So let's do that together right now. Would you pray with me? Father, we're grateful for who you are and your great design. I mean, even the fact that we get to look forward to ice and snow, or maybe not look forward to, but enjoy the beauty of those things and even the gravity of those things. Um, God, we know that uh, nature is your, uh, your creation. So we, we look out and uh, we're grateful for the beauty that you provide. And Father, I pray that as I ask that, as we are in different places today, as we're going to get into your word today in Luke 12, that you would bless our time even as we're far apart, that we would let our minds be uh, fully focused on you, that the distractions that can be so easy in our homes, in our rooms, God, that you would help us uh, to focus on you, to give you our attention God, you're worthy of that. I pray that that would be happening. I ask that that would be happening in the lives of our people regularly for Provision Church. But now today, especially as we're not able to gather in person. God, we love you. We thank you that we get to gather in your name, that we're your children because of what Christ has done for us, that he came for us and died for us at just the right time, even though we were sinners. And he died for our sin and he rose again. And God, that he is... Father, that he is with you now, 
uh, reigning and ruling. So, God, we are we are grateful for what you've done for us and the reason that we are able to gather. And I ask that this morning as our families and as individuals are participating, that you would bless their time. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to be in Luke 12. So if you need to get your Bible, go run, grab your Bible, come back. We're going to be in Luke 12. We're just going to look at a few verses. It's going to be Luke 12, verses 4 through 7. And honestly, I'm reading in Luke in my quiet times right now. We're in a series in Galatians, and Ryan Smith is going to be preaching a wonderful sermon on Galatians when we get back together. But for now, we're just going to look at a passage of Scripture together. And this is where I was reading Saturday morning. So uh, it's what we're going to talk about together. And there's a few verses here that I I think are beautiful and helpful and challenging. And I want to give you the context, and then I want you in your homes to read through it. So here's the context. Here's what's happening in Luke. If you flip back, if you've got a paper copy or if you're even in a, a digital copy, Uh, You can see that Jesus is in his ministry here. He's teaching. He's uh, casting out unclean spirits. um, He's really challenging the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the lawyers, just being relentless (laughs) towards them. And he's in the middle of his ministry, and he's teaching and that's where we're at in Luke 12. Just He's teaching the people. There, there's um, at Verse 1, it says, In the meantime, uh, when so many thousands of the people had gathered together, that they were trampling one another. So that he's in, he's in the context right now of preaching to the masses. And this is what he tells them in Luke 12, verses 4 through 7. Here's what I'd like, you, like for you to do. Wherever you're at, I, I would like for you to take some time and pause the video and read these verses out loud. Now, again, if you're sitting alone in your dorm room, I don't know, you might be in college sitting in your dorm room right now. It it might feel a little awkward to read this out loud. Maybe one of your roommates is like, what are you doing in there? It doesn't matter. Go for it. I think there's power. I know there's power in reading God's word out loud, whether that's just by yourself or whether that's with your family. I I don't want to take that privilege from you. I want to give you that privilege this morning. So would you press pause and take a second and read these verses out loud together. Then let's press play, and I'll keep leading you through our time together this morning. If you didn't get a chance to press pause, if you're like struggling to find your remote or getting up to get back to your computer, whatever it was, you can, you know, you can scroll back. And you know how technology works. So go back and press pause if you need to. We're going to keep moving along. Uh, read, read those verses. And uh, after you've finished reading those verses, we want to take some time to really meditate on those verses. Uh, really, a lot of what, we, what preaching is, is authoritative meditation, group meditation on a passage that we're, we're taking uh, God's word and we're just milking it for it, all it's worth. It's really what Christian meditation is, biblical meditation is, is taking a passage and just milking it for all it's worth. There's a lot of great tools for how we can interact with the Bible and do it effectively. Uh, One of those is the Hear Journal. If you participate in one of our D groups and use the foundation books that we recommend in our D groups, you might be familiar with the Hear Journal where you highlight a verse and explain what it means and then apply it and then respond to it. So some type of tool like that. In English class in high school, you might have done something like soap or soapstone. I mean, all those are type of uh, methods to interact with the text. Well, 
one of one of uh, the helpful tools is something called Seven Arrows. I'm going to abbreviate Seven Arrows with you this morning. If you've got kids, again, this is a great question to ask. If you're by yourself, you're like, how do I do this by myself? Maybe close your eyes and just meditate on this passage using these questions. Or maybe grab a piece of paper and journal on this. You might ask everyone in the room to take a second and journal out these questions and then come back together and compare the answers. Uh, so take your time with this. I think if the church service in your home this morning takes an hour, uh, then that's great. Praise God. I mean, go go with what God is doing in your home. But what we want to do is interact with the text. Let me give you these three questions and walk you through it together. All right, so here's the three questions. The first one is, what does it say? So when we're asking, what does it say? We're saying, hey, you just read the Bible. Summarize it for me. We're not asking you to like make it to change what it means or try to give some newfound meaning to it. What just literally, what does it say? Say it in your words. What does the passage say? Number two is what does it demand of me? Okay, now that we know what it says, it's not just something that we read and have forgotten that we've okay synthesized what it's meaning here. What does it say? Now we're saying what does that mean for me? How can I be obedient to this passage? What does it demand? Of me, So it's a question of what does it take for me to be obedient to what we've seen in this passage? Then the last question is, how does it prompt me to pray? A really important part of how we read our Bibles and how we study even together is that we might pray together through the scriptures. So this is really praying the Bible, that we would look at Luke 12 verses 4 through 7. And from Luke 12 verses 4 through 7, we would figure out, God, how can I pray back to you through your word? Now, what I, I'm not asking you to pray yet. This isn't, you can if you want. I mean, you can't pray too much, but I'm not asking you to pray right now. What, what I'm really asking you to do is just talk about what are the things that this might lead me to pray for? If I'm, if I'm thinking through verses four through seven, what does it lead me to pray for? All right, so we're going to We're going to ask you to press pause. We're going to put this up on the screen and we're going to give you a few seconds to find that pause button. And uh, I think we're we're aiming for about 10 seconds for you to press pause here. So uh, get, get, take some time, work on this, whether you're journaling or asking it out loud in your group, and then we'll come back together and continue. All right. Well, we're going to continue on. And the next step in our house church family gatherings this morning is singing together. Now, I, I thought there's a few different ways we could do this. I could bring our band up here and have them play a few songs or I could suggest a few songs, and I'm going to be watching this with you uh, today. So I'll, I'll probably be commenting some songs right now. But I'd love for you to, the the main goal is that you would be singing songs that honor Christ. So whatever song that you think you or your family are going to sing the loudest and most comfortably with, go for it. Choose it. Pick it. Um, We want that song to honor Christ, but ultimately we want, I mean, not but, and ultimately we want you to be doing that through song. So let's take some time right now and let's sing together. Uh, You can press pause and maybe you pull up a new tab and go to YouTube and search something out. Or maybe you pull up your Bluetooth speaker 
and um, you you pull something from your iPhone. However it works, maybe you do a cappella. Maybe some of you are brave and sing something a cappella. I think that would be pretty awesome. So whatever whatever works in your space, whatever works f- for where you're at to sing boisterously to Christ, let's do that now. You go press pause and then take some time to sing. Maybe Maybe two or three songs. I know that some of you just let that 10 seconds play through (laughs) and you're not going to sing. You have no intention of singing. That's okay. I'm not going to force you to do anything. But I would love for you to take some time and really sing, even if it's awkward. I mean, God loves to be praised in song. His people have always done that. He has given that to us as a tool. And so I just want to encourage you to embrace that awkwardness. One of the things that we've talked about before, I think Ryan uh, Smith, our our college pastor, may have coined it for our church, is be awkward for Jesus. And we talk about that in evangelism. But can't that start in just us being bold and courageous and a little bit weird in our homes as we sing songs together? Uh, let's, Let's sing towards our king. So if you need to go back and pause it now, because now I've, I'm, I hope I'm not guilt tripping you. I hope I'm joy tripping you into singing together. Uh, you will be blessed by it. So take some time, whether it's one song, two songs, or three songs. I, I hope you'll do that today together by yourself or uh, as a family and doing that together as the church, knowing that your brothers and sisters in Christ at Provision in their homes are doing that with you today. All right, well, the last thing that I want to encourage you to do, and it's one of the primary parts, I mean, this is definitive of what we do together as a church, what makes us a church, is praying together. I want to encourage you now to pray. That can look like a bunch of different ways in your in your setting. Again, it just depends on what you're, how you're gathered in your home right now. If you're sitting on your couches, if you're by yourself, it'll impact how prayer looks for you. But maybe Think about soaking each other in prayer right now, soaking the room in prayer right now, that you're just, you're praying like crazy together. You can't overdo prayer if you're praying genuinely. So I'm going to give you some prompts here to help us along, but feel free. I mean, have freedom in prayer. Um, It may help that you, um, you set timers or uh, you don't want someone praying maybe for 30 minutes and having your room fall asleep. But if you're by yourself, pray for 30 minutes. Uh, whatever, whatever works in your setting right now. Uh, here's, here's the prayer prompts uh, that I'm, that I'm going to give to you. And this comes from the passage some. So this could be an, an answer back to your discussion questions. But the first one is praise God for his authority. That's, that's one of the things we see in Luke 12, 4 through 7, is that God's in charge. <laughs> our, our Father does exactly what he wants and, and knows you perfectly. So we want to praise him for that. It's a great response to God is, God, thank you. Uh, you are amazing. So this is, it's just talking to God about who he is and praising him for his authority. As we do that, another thing that we can be praying for is asking for his help. We need to go to God asking for help. We, we're, not, we're not able to do everything needed for us to honor him on our own. We're not able to do anything to honor him on our own. Everything we do that honors him is through the power of his spirit in us. So it's appropriate for us to pray for that, to ask for help from him to honor him. And that's what is happening in Luke 4, uh, 12, 4 through 7. He's saying, Don't, shouldn't you fear the one who has that type of authority. God, help us to honor you. Help us to live in a way that we joyfully pursue you because of the way you love us and value us even more than sparrows. 
All right, number three is thank him for his love for you. Ultimately, the end of what verses four through seven is getting at is that your God loves you. This God who is fearful and awesome and wonderful and majestic and strong, he loves you. He he values you. That is a wonderful thing. So we should be consistently thanking him for that. Talk to God about how, how much you're thankful for how he has treated you, how he thinks of you. It's, it's good for us. And then the fourth thing, help us to love others like he loves us. Now, this is, I, I, I will admit that my motivation in number four is evangelistic. That if God loves us, like it describes here, that if he loves us so much that we love others like he loves us, then we'll be eager to share that with them. Then we'll want others to know his love as well. So what I'm asking for in this fourth prompt is that, again, God would help us do something, but that that would be geared towards making disciples, that, God, you would help us to be a part of your kingdom-growing design for this world, uh, for what Christ has done for this world. All right, so take some time. I want you to press pause here. I want you to pray together, use these prompts, um, and, you know, whatever works in your house. Just take some time now and pray genuinely and fervently. Pray like crazy together. Would you do that? You are of more value than many sparrows. You are loved, church. You are valued, church. Uh, I'm grateful that you're able to go to a God who loves you and values you in prayer. He, he wants you to pray to him. He wants you to come to him. It's a good gift to us. So thank you for joining together in prayer. And thank you for joining in song and in discussing the word and in reading the word. Really what we've done together now has been what I hope you're doing regularly, whether that's through private personal devotions and or through family worship, that you might be doing that together with your kids or with families that you're close to, that you might be reading and singing and praying together. A fourth one that we love to put into this mix with read, sing, and pray is also play. And depending on what the weather has done, man, what a great opportunity maybe to go out and play. Otherwise, what a disappointment (laughs) that you just have some cold, wet weather out there. Uh, Anyway, Find a way to play today. Find a way to have just great joy with each other. Last week, we we defined joy as in uh, love as enjoying each other's joy. Find a way today to be very careful to enjoy each other's joy. Whoever you're with, whether that's your roommates or whether that's your family, or if you're by yourself, find someone today to show love to, that you would enjoy their joy, that you could like we prayed for there in our fourth prayer prompt, that you could love others the way that our God has loved us. Church, I love you so much. Thank you for, for being with us. And I, I can't wait to see you again in person next week.